Welcome to the Navigating Infertility podcast with Sarah Reese. I'm your host, infertility coach, and the founder of Open to Life, and I'm here to help you navigate a challenging fertility journey so you can move from struggle and despair to inner peace and joy before you have your baby. I was inspired to start Open to Life after my own 10-year journey to motherhood, which saw me go through IVF, multiple surgeries, pregnancy loss, and eventually egg donation and surrogacy to have my two beautiful girls. In this podcast series, I draw on all the skills and wisdom I gained through my own infertility experience and combine this with over 20 years of professional expertise around teaching, guiding and supporting others so we can explore all the different ways to help you reclaim your life and get you feeling like yourself again. In this podcast, we cover topics like how to replace anxiety with inner peace through practices grounded in neuroscience and mindfulness powerful ways to overcome the hold that challenging thoughts and emotions have over you, and how to form simple but powerful habits that will enable you to fall in love with your life again. My unique approach to personal transformation is based on a combination of science, soul and wisdom, enabling you to go deeper and transform yourself from the inside out. So if you are on a journey of infertility, and you're wanting to be able to move forward with grace and ease, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Navigating Infertility podcast. I'm Sarah Reese, the founder of Open to Life, and in this episode, we're going to explore mindfulness for infertility. You might have heard about mindfulness, maybe you even have a mindfulness practice. Irrespective of your level of experience with mindfulness, all the research points to how incredibly beneficial mindfulness is for women going through infertility. So in this episode, we're going to explore what mindfulness is, how it benefits women going through infertility, and some simple mindfulness-based practices that you can adopt to support you on your fertility journey. This is a really important episode if you're looking to shift out of some negative fear-based thought patterns, if you're keen to step off the emotional roller coaster. If you'd love to be able to unhook from this chronic stress associated with infertility and find a way back to your center and be able to transform the quality of your life and get your joy back again. Because I think if you ask anyone going through infertility whether or not they wish they could experience all of this before they have their baby, the answer would be yes. And the beautiful thing is mindfulness is so accessible and so easy to build into your everyday life and it's so effective as all the research demonstrates. So let's start by defining mindfulness. Mindfulness is awareness that arises by paying attention on purpose in the present moment, non-judgmentally. And that's a quote by John Kabat-Zinn, who is said to be the father of mindfulness. Cultivating mindfulness is about developing the ability to be aware of what's happening in each moment. So keeping in mind that often what causes us stress is not so much what might be happening to us in that moment, rather it's when we're worrying about what has happened in the past or what might happen in the future, even if in that moment those things are not happening. Because thoughts can feel so compelling and so real and powerful that they can cause us to go on this perpetual ride to the point that we lose sight of the fact that at any given moment, we have that ability to step back, to detach ourselves and observe our thoughts 
rather than remaining caught up in them as if we are imprisoned by them. And when we're stuck in this pattern, we lose perspective and the ability to be present to the joy that actually exists in our life right now. So mindfulness invites us to step back from our thoughts and become a witness to them rather than viewing them as our reality. And it fosters a presence in us and a willingness to just accept and learn to be with whatever is happening in our lives in the moment. So this is a real mastery that comes from practicing mindfulness. I'd like to take this concept one step further and share this definition by James Barratz, who's one of the prominent global teachers um, and authors on mindfulness. And he says, mindfulness is simply being aware of what is happening right now without wishing it were different, enjoying the pleasant things without holding on when it changes, which it will, being with the unpleasant experiences without fearing it will always be this way, which it won't. And I really love this definition because I believe there's a common misconception about what mindfulness is. A lot of people think that mindfulness is about applying strategies so that you can feel calm in the moment. And whilst this is, you know, feeling calm is certainly an aspect of mindfulness, it's actually an outcome from mindfulness practice, but mindfulness itself has a wider scope than just being a relaxation technique. It's actually a vehicle for cultivating some really important life skills. So think back to the quote I've just shared, learning to be with what is happening right now without wishing it was different. Just imagine the difference that would make if you were able to do this during infertility. How profound would that be? How much pressure would that release? Secondly, enjoying the pleasant without clinging to it or holding on. I don't know about you, but there's plenty of times I've been going through a great patch in my life and then, you know, I just think to myself, oh, but it's not going to last. You know, start worrying about when it's going to end and it sucks the joy out of those positive experiences. And then the third thing that was shared was being with unpleasant experiences, knowing that nothing stays that way forever. So when you listen to this definition, you can see that this is true life mastery and this is what mindfulness offers. So if you think about it, the experience of inner peace that we gain from mindfulness doesn't just come from engaging in a practice that helps us to feel calmer in the moment, although that's definitely a powerful part of mindfulness. The inner peace actually comes about as a result of the skill we gain around being able to unhook from the need for external circumstances in our life to be a certain way in order for us to feel happy. And I know that this is what I gained from mindfulness on my journey through infertility. And it was actually when I was at the most challenging part of my whole journey, my ovarian tumor grew back for a third time. And I basically was told I needed to have a hysterectomy before I'd had my baby. So I ended up having to turn to egg donation and surrogacy. And even though this was the most difficult point of my journey, I was practicing mindfulness intently and I actually found that I was the happiest I'd ever been in my life. And the reason for this was because I was fully engaged in a regular mindfulness practice every single day. And what this made space for was the ability to unhook from the need to have a baby in order for me to feel happy. It took me a long time to get to the point of committing to a regular mindfulness practice during infertility. Um, so before this time, I was in a permanent state of grief and despair on my fertility journey. But once I started practicing mindfulness, it created enough spaciousness within me 
the joy and happiness to find their way back into my life again. It didn't mean that I never felt grief or stress during infertility. It just meant that I could feel those things, process them, and then return back to my center. And I wasn't reliant on the absence of infertility stress in order to feel good about myself and my life again. And this is the kind of freedom that mindfulness offers us. So now I've given you a flavor of what mindfulness is. Let's now talk about some of the research-based benefits of mindfulness. And there are a huge number of benefits. So I'm just going to zone in on the ones that are most relevant to the experience of infertility. So the first one is greater cognitive flexibility or what you might call more adaptive thinking. Neuroscience has demonstrated whatever is stimulated in the brain tends to grow stronger over time. Now, research has shown that 90% of our day, we are thinking unconsciously. And 70% of what we think about is just rehash thoughts from our past. So combine that with the fact that when we're going through stressful events, we have this tendency towards negative thinking and negativity bias as a way of kind of self-protecting. So you can see being on autopilot with your thoughts during infertility is not going to work that well for us if we haven't tamed our thoughts. Not only that, our propensity for flitting our thinking between past and the future without much focus on what's happening in the moment has become an habitual way for most people. Mindfulness helps to reverse all of this by retraining your mind in such a way that new neural patterns are formed and you're able to retrain your mind so that comes back into its natural state of resting in the present moment awareness. So mindfulness practices are a pathway to support you with doing this. And research has shown that when you practice mindfulness, you build the skill of self-observation, including being able to observe your thoughts, which neurologically disengages those automatic thinking pathways, such as old patterns of fearful thinking on autopilot, or maybe catastrophizing treatment outcomes and things like that. And it activates your capacity to integrate present moment awareness, giving you the ability to choose your response to circumstances or events in your life rather than mindlessly reacting from those old unconscious thought patterns. So this essentially means that you have greater cognitive flexibility rather than being the victim of mental responses based on conditioning from your past. And it also means that you will, over time, be able to replace the old negative unconscious thought patterns with new, more skillful unconscious thought patterns that are much healthier for you. So you can live on autopilot some of the time, but have your mind working for you rather than against you. So that's a huge benefit of mindfulness. A second benefit of mindfulness is the way in which it enhances emotional regulation by strengthening the logical and emotional centers in the brain. Mindfulness meditation in particular has been shown to activate the region of the brain that's associated with more adaptive responses to negative or stressful situations. And in addition, mindfulness builds your skill around being able to observe emotions that surface without judgment, and in doing so, enhance your capacity to choose your emotional responses rather than be dominated by your emotions. And this is so powerful when you think about how good it would be to step off that roller coaster of emotions that go with infertility. 
It doesn't mean that you won't ever experience emotions. You still will, but they won't be as intense as you'll be able to feel your emotions and release them in a healthy way instead of feeling stuck in them or feeling at their mercy. And in this way, you're able to reduce the level of suffering you experience as a result of challenging events during infertility. Another benefit that's come about through research into mindfulness is that it leads to an increase in your overall sense of well-being and happiness. So firstly, practicing mindfulness activates key parts of the brain associated with dopamine, serotonin production, and melatonin, and also has been shown to decrease cortisol. So these findings are reflected in both functional and structural changes in the brain as documented by imaging techniques such as functional MRIs. But in addition to the biological triggers for increased happiness stemming from mindfulness, mindfulness also enables us to become more present to the beauty and the magic that is always around us, but that we so often miss because we're caught up thinking about the past or the future. For me, when I started practicing mindfulness in earnest during infertility, these seemingly mundane moments became literally transformed. So for instance, I remember one morning in winter looking out the window as I was washing the dishes and seeing this beautiful branch with these dewdrops coming off it and the sun coming through those dewdrops. And it was just, it was a moment in time and it, it sounds very simple, but it was profound. Just noticing the beauty in that moment from that mindfulness practice. And so all of a sudden, it was experiences like these that enabled me to open to receiving all the good that was around me that I'd simply not noticed before. And this was truly transformative for me and opened up a whole new way of being. So the next benefit is practicing mindfulness enables you to think more clearly and make better decisions. So think about it, when your mind is caught up in stressful thought patterns, it can be very difficult to see through the mental clutter and be able to sift through information in such a way that you're able to make good, sound decisions. You're simply not able to cognitively process information as well when your mind is in a state of fear. Not only this, but it can be hard to separate truth from fiction, and this often leads to a tendency to be really fearful and rush into situations that aren't right for you. So mindfulness helps you to be more aware when you're making decisions based on fearful reactive patterns. Practicing mindfulness helps you calm the mental chatter, gain clarity, weigh information up and make better decisions as a result. And it also enables you to make contact with your intuition so you can combine this with better cognitive thinking to make good whole brain decisions about the path forward for you on your fertility journey. Another huge benefit is that mindfulness has been proven to enhance a sense of control when going through difficult situations. So in addition to being able to think more clearly and have a better perspective on your situation, the fact that you can alter how you respond by practicing mindfulness is very empowering and brings with it a great sense of being in control. And there's a lot of empowerment that comes from knowing that whilst you can't control what happens to you on your fertility journey, you can make good decisions and you do have some measure of control around the degree to which something impacts you. And this is very comforting in and of itself. 
Many women who practice mindfulness during infertility state that they feel much more in control on their fertility journey compared to when they weren't practicing mindfulness. Another benefit is enhanced self-compassion. Research has shown that mindfulness practices activate a part of the brain that leads to enhanced self-compassion and in fact greater compassion in general. In addition to the neurological impact of mindfulness, when you are able to be the observer of what's going on internally, particularly your internal thoughts, you're able to be more conscious and intentional about how you relate to yourself and notice when the inner critic arises based on fear. And then you're able to counter its internal dialogue with more self-compassionate thoughts. So practicing self-compassion in this way should actually be a conscious mindfulness practice as self-esteem is always such a huge challenge for women going through infertility. And the final benefit I'm going to share in this particular episode, and I've saved the best for last, is that mindfulness has been proven to reduce anxiety, reduce depression, and reduce somatic distress. And this has been confirmed by a meta-analysis done in 2010 on 39 different studies into the impact of mindfulness. So this is a pretty significant statistic there. And if you consider all of the benefits I've shared so far, it's not hard to see why this is the case. It's also been demonstrated that mindfulness meditation in particular activates the region of the brain that's associated with more adaptive responses to negative or stressful situations. So you're literally able to change your stress response through practicing mindfulness. So if you could have a simple practice that was guaranteed to reduce the level of anxiety, depression and somatic distress you're encountering as you're going through infertility, wouldn't you want to apply it? Imagine how much of a difference this would make to your fertility journey, including your ability to cope with setbacks, as well as your capacity to positively transform the experience of the quality of your life before you have your baby. So let's turn our attention now to how you can bring mindfulness into your day and start to reap all of these amazing benefits for yourself. And I want to preface this section by stating that when it comes to practicing mindfulness, it's not about doing a practice that's all of a sudden going to bring about some sort of profound experience or epiphany. Although that could happen, it's not the goal or purpose of a mindfulness practice, certainly not in the early stages. What you're aiming to do with mindfulness practice particularly those that are built into your day, is to retrain your mind to rest in the present moment without judgment. So that present moment awareness becomes your mind's natural state. It actually is your mind's natural state, but the way we live has caused our minds to become so fragmented that it actually takes practice to rewire the brain to get it to return to its natural way of functioning. So here's a list of ways that you can start to practice mindfulness throughout your day in a way that you're not adding a whole lot of time and effort to an already full schedule. So firstly, give your attention fully to the tasks that you are carrying out throughout your day. Whether it's brushing your teeth, having a shower, washing the dishes, sitting in your doctor's waiting room or preparing a meal, maybe even waiting in line instead of checking your phone. These are all things that you do on a daily basis that give you the opportunity to practice mindfulness. And as you're engaging in these activities, I invite you to bring awareness to what it is that you are doing and notice the feeling 
of your clothes on your skin or notice what it is that you're seeing or smelling or tasting and notice what sounds you are hearing as you're engaging in those activities. Drawing on your five senses as you go about your day is one of the most powerful ways you can anchor yourself in the present moment. And doing this regularly is literally going to rewire your brain to be present to the here and now. Just spend time soaking up your surroundings with your five senses whenever you can, whether it's, you know, the traffic, a beautiful tree, noticing the buildings around you or people walking past, or maybe the wind in your hair or the sun on your body. Practice taking in what is going on around you and really take it all in and anchor yourself in the present moment as often as you can. The second strategy is to bring awareness to the nature of your thinking. So as you go about your day, regularly tune into and notice the nature of your thoughts. Become aware of when your mind wanders to the thoughts of the past or to the future and gently return your focus back to the present moment whenever you can. And you might like to combine this with the previous activity, you know, linking it to what you're noticing as well to help anchor you there. But as often as possible, just notice the content of your thoughts without judging yourself or getting caught up in them. Just bring your awareness to the nature of your thoughts and notice their quality. Is it fearful? Is it neutral? Is it positive? This is a great practice to develop because the more you are able to become the observer of your thoughts, the less power they will have over you. And as we've seen in the list of benefits, research has shown how mindfulness builds the skill of self-observation and how this leads to cognitive flexibility and mastery. So this is a core skill to master through the regular observation of your thoughts throughout your day. You might even like to set an alarm three times a day where you spend just a few minutes noticing your thoughts until you form a habit. The next strategy is mindful breathing. So your breath is always with you and available as an anchor into the present moment, which is a big benefit. But the added benefit of doing mindful breathing is that not only does it help to bring you into the now, but you can also use it to regulate your nervous system and unhook from the fight, flight, freeze response through conscious, intentional breathing. So maybe you count as you inhale for four and then exhale for eight for a few minutes, for example, and just focusing on that breathing. Or alternatively, you might want to control the breath. You might not want to control the breath in this way but you might like to instead decide to just take a few deep breaths and just try and bring your breath right down into your belly so you're getting a full breath. One of the things I learned a lot about when I was starting to be a yoga teacher was breathing and that we have so many unconscious breathing patterns that impact our mental and emotional state. So mindful breathing is a great way to practice mindfulness and shift any unhelpful breathing patterns in the process. And the last strategy I'd like to talk to you about is mindfulness meditation. And whilst meditation is not an essential part of practicing mindfulness, there is no question that the two go hand in hand and that practicing mindfulness meditation will significantly enhance your practice of mindfulness. So in a nutshell, mindfulness meditation involves spending time in seated meditation, bringing awareness to your breath, your mind and your body, and resting your attention on one or all three of these areas perhaps even moving between the three, but doing so without judgment, just simply noticing and observing. And when you practice mindfulness in a focused way, such as through meditation, it really amplifies all of those benefits we talked about from a neurobiological perspective. 
and is a wonderful training ground for building new patterns and skills for responding to life. So even five to 10 minutes a day has a huge impact. Try to avoid doing a guided meditation with elaborate instructions and instead try and find some sort of mindful stillness meditation you can practice that's got minimal instruction but is focused on spending time just noticing and observing. And if you'd like more information on meditation, check out uh, my second episode on meditation if you haven't listened to it already. So there you have it for today, a description of mindfulness, an overview of its benefits, and some recommendations for how you can build mindfulness practices into your day. And I really recommend, if you haven't already, give mindfulness a try. Uh, And if you have practiced it before, try and rekindle your practice and build your commitment to it once again. It really is the ultimate path to experiencing more calm, clarity and presence on your fertility journey. And before too long, you may even come to experience you know, a reverence for the simple things in your life and experience the joy of so many moments that you may have previously taken for granted. You may find that like me, your life takes on a new luster and is transformed in the process. There's a tremendous contentment that comes from living mindfully um, and who wouldn't want that when they're going through something as painful as infertility. So that's it for today's episode. I'm so glad you joined me and really hope I've inspired you to adopt mindfulness into your life on your journey of infertility. And if you'd like more information on anything I've shared today, or you just want to reach out and connect, feel free to DM me via Instagram at open to life underscore Sarah Reese or email me Sarah at open to life.net. Thank you so much for listening and take care. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to Navigating Infertility with me, Sarah Reese. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review and share it with other women whom you know would benefit. Make sure you tag me if you share it on Instagram at open to life underscore Sarah Reese. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes and I'll see you next time.